Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Yes, 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 ladies and gentlemen, we are back in the cast. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Pops Culture Podcast. I'm your host, Papa Menno, and as always, I'm joined by my trusty co-host, Gabe Eppard. Gabe, how you doing? What's poppin'? <laughs> it was hard to wait again. Good. I'm uh, fully recording this episode from my bed covered in blankets and I'm not moving and I'm not ashamed of what I'm offering. So just giving everyone's a heads up, a little visual for today. Uh, I'm good. Such is life. Did you just finish OnlyFans shoot or something? Like, why are you <laughs> pretty exhausted? Why are you hiding under your bed sheets? A lot of peg work because I'm just tired today. I've been, I've just been doing, I got up. I don't know. My sleeping's been all off. This guy can't even finish a sentence. (laughs) I have to think what I'm saying out here because I can't tell the complete truth, but I'm tired. And you know when you like, so I started another job next week. So I don't feel like bad being lazy or doing anything. Oh yeah, Um, this is your week to lounge around and get all that out of your system. (laughs) But yeah, like I'm just, yeah, I can sleep in all day and not feel bad. Like I'll be... I'm gonna be a accomplished man in like five days, so get out my face. Um, but yeah, and then what else? How do you how do you go apart? Have you ever quit a job? I've been fired from a job. <laughs> I don't think I've quit. Yes, but not. It wasn't like a formal an job. job. Yeah, it wasn't like an adult job. So I've definitely yeah. quit. But I've been fired before. Like, did you do something wrong or you just got laid off? No, it was more so, well, I guess the job was based off of performance to an extent. Um, It was a a sales job. I was basically selling lawn care for for a company. So it was, was, and they hired like a lot of young people for the most part. So it wasn't like a formal job or anything like that. But I got hired to another job that I actually wanted to do. And I was trying to do both of them at the same time because both of them were like kind of part-time. They weren't full-time jobs. So I was trying to do both of them. 
And I told my boss, like, hey, yeah, I'm here to, like, work for you guys still. But at the same time, I have this other job. So sometimes there's going to be times so I'm going to have to leave a little bit earlier. I'm not going to be able to make it. And at first they were cool with it. But then after a while, he was just like, well, your performance seems to be dipping. And, <laughs> and um, we need you here for longer hours than what you're already putting in. I was just like, ah, okay, well, whatever, I'm out. Because I didn't even like the job anyways. It was a shitty sales, sales job, to be honest. Like, I learned a lot of stuff from it. But in terms of how they treat you, it wasn't the greatest spot. Like, I got into a car accident where the car got totaled. And my, like, I had whiplash. Like, my head literally hit the the windshield when it when it happened and i had huge migraines and like headaches for a week or whatever but um it wasn't until like the day that it actually happened like my boss told me to come in the same day like i had to go to like the <laughs> hospital i went to the car wreckage place too and he's like no like you have to come into work and i was just like, did you go into work yeah because like i was young so and i need the money so i was like all right like i went in but i Jesus. literally didn't do shit because like, my, my, my brain was killing me so i couldn't really focus <laughs> on anything um, yeah imagine that for eight years buddy <laughs> <laughs> and then he was like well i don't know where you did such a poor job i'm like bro i was literally in the, in the fucking car accident three yeah. hours earlier like i'm not going to be able to perform properly but yeah it was a bad job so i've been fired before yeah i can't i can't air out too much of my personal grievances and things um right now you know i just i can't let people know so i gotta keep this on the low but yeah uh also yeah i'm quitting a job so i don't i don't i don't know it's weird i always just like i'm the, i'm bad at quitting but i do it a lot so such as life well no because i'm in the mantra this is what i don't get like for people who who are you sure you like, want to go said, on this rant before we go on this rant <laughs> just giving you this out right now impossible you know what you're right i'm gonna hold that one back today yeah so that's my, that's uh that's that's my day-to-day so just lounging <laughs> i'm tired man i don't have energy today so we're gonna we'll be a real laid-back podcast today like smooth sailing but yeah, so I'm in, I was in suicide mode like two days ago and now I'm on top of the world. I'm the most employable man on the planet. Should be the new, the biggest hit single in the summer. Oh yeah, man. Here we go. Fuck sicko mode. It's suicide <laughs> mode now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I've been on that for five years. A little break from that would be nice. But yeah, that's, that's my life right now. You can delete all this, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Quitting is like awkward. I mean, now it shouldn't be that bad because you're working remote so it's pretty much yeah. just sending an email i think or like giving them the two weeks notice and then that's it it's not like you have to see anyone in person about it but that's true that's true but yeah, definitely I, definitely a little bit awkward yeah no i know so but I, like the thing is i don't get it like people will work at places say td bake and feel like they have to do loyalty but if it costs them one if they could save one dollar by firing you they would, you know what I mean? And then people on the other side of things were like, oh, I don't know if I, like, my team needs me and stuff. Like, bro, you're being, like, a corporate slave to be a mo. Chill. Um, so, yeah, I just, I've never got on that line of thinking that I'm always like, you should be applying for better jobs and other jobs. And what if you get an offer that's even slightly better, it's time to bounce. So, yeah. Yeah, at the end of the day, you got to do what's best for you. I would, I would agree with that sentiment. Fully. And and then also, do you not feel that most places don't have your best interests? Like, the loyalty to your company is kind of bizarre that people have? 
Yeah, I mean, I, I think it depends on the company. I can't say that for every company, but I would yeah, say there are quite a few that are out there that for sure, if they just cut you off, they wouldn't think twice about it, so. Like, I know someone who worked at Bell, and they were, like, Kimmy and Hine if they could leave. I was like, why, why, would you, why would you own Bell any, like, anything, man? Like, well, like, you know, I'm like, have you even met your boss? She was like, no. <laughs> why the fuck? I think, I think it's work? also position dependent as well, too. What do you mean? I would say if you're at a higher position within the company, then you have, I think, not more of a right, but I could see you having more of an investment and in being like, do I want to leave this position because of all they've done for me throughout the throughout the years? No, but like, I, like if you moved I, up or anything like that, but on the no, I, level of just I like being hired and stuff, then yeah, I, I think you don't have to not, really mull it over. It's this, you oh, no, but my argument is obviously you don't want to leave something that might not be as cushy or good or whatever. But I'm saying you already know you have like something better like you can do better, whatever. Um, I just don't get that. Like, obviously, yeah, if you're worried about going to the market again and not sure exactly what you're going to make or whatever, but I'm, I'm saying people just have loyalty for no reason. Oh yeah. You know, if you're so. trying to grow, then yeah, you can get Yeah. It. Just to be like, Oh, and you're like, I don't know if I can tell them I leave. I hate my job and they all treat me like shit, but uh, I don't know. It's like, what man? I go out there, like <laughs> set the building on fire and lock the doors. Well, not, not the opening I was expecting, but a, a good opening nonetheless. Uh, this is episode 79 of the Pops Culture Podcast. As always, guys, if you do us a huge favor, give us a like, a rate, a review on whatever app you're using to listen to this. Uh, it would really go a long way in helping us out and get more recognized. We are available on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, and now Amazon Music. Uh, we have an update from last week. I told you guys we'd give you an update on the Gorilla Girl situation, and that situation has now evolved. So here's your Gorilla Glue Girl update today. Um, she decided that the money that she raised from her GoFundMe, which was supposed to be used for her medical bills, but she got the surgery done for free, she decided she was going to use that money in towards uh, sorry, she decided she was going to donate that money towards a better cause for people out there who need it. I don't know exactly what cause that is. It's, but she it's, a, it's a surgery-related one. It's something for people who can't afford stuff. Like, it's something to – it was to the foundation of the doctor who did her procedure for free, so. Oh, that's good. Yeah, so it's on, on – like, it's it makes sense, too. Like, you know, it's legit foundation. Yeah, so yeah, that's a dope move. Credit to her. That's a really s- smart thing to do. She could have easily just kept the money and like got away with got away with just keeping it. No one really would have said anything. But yeah, that's your Gorilla Goo update for this week. This week. This week. In see, Feb- this week in February. Do you see? There's already been imitators now. I saw one. I don't know. Obviously, it's fake. Like they didn't really. I don't think they're really doing it for real. But I did see one where this dude was doing it, um, and. Yeah, he was doing it. He was doing it for the clout. Like he full on said he has Gorilla Glue and he needs money and he wants people to send him. I don't know how true it is that people actually sent him money because in some of his clips he was saying that he got sent money. I really hope no one did send him money because you'd be an idiot to do so. But yeah, I, I've seen the imitators. It's a stupid ass thing, but it doesn't surprise me at all because anytime someone does anything that gains the money, other people are going to try and do the exact same thing to do it, regardless of how stupid it is. And it's the internet searching for clout once again. Yeah, well, there you said it. I just saw it. I was like, oh, God, and rolled past it. <laughs> what? 
No, that's a good thing because I got it. Yeah, I got somewhat invested into it. Well, like, I didn't get invested, but I watched the videos. So You're, I felt pretty stupid afterwards. <laughs> As you should. I don't know. I've been a little bit bored. I've been realizing that I've been on Twitter more than I'd like to be arguing with people who don't matter. Arguing with people? I don't know about arguing, but I am in people's comments telling them why <laughs> their opinions are wrong or why their takes are are stupid but yeah i was i did that i did that this week and this weekend so now i'm taking a twitter break because i was commenting arguing with complete strangers yeah i got i got, I got a, I'm, I'm not taking like a full-on break but i gotta roll it back yeah it's getting a little <laughs> bit too much I, i'm so like outright rude i realized like i was just being mean and rude to people like go eat crayons you moron the guy just like i just asked a simple question it's like you fucking buffoon and then i was like i just I need to take a break. I need to get off the internet. I was screaming at 16-year-old kids on Twitter asking questions. Like, this is why Americans are idiots. I hate you. I was like, oh God. I took back I took a step back and looked at what I was doing and haven't tweeted since. <laughs> yeah, I don't go that far because usually when I start writing profanities, I'm like, this just sounds ridiculous. Like, why am I even writing this out? But today I did insult some dudes' intelligence in terms of learning how to read and, and understanding. <laughs> Reading comprehension is very fundamental, so um, yeah, I went so. that route more so than calling them an idiot. <laughs> I mean, I just I called them idiot without calling it. I like the word Neanderthal too. I've been calling people that a lot lately. That's um, crayon eater and stuff too as well. So buffoon, um, but yeah. So I've I've been off I've been off the internet um, the last couple of days. We're not paying close attention, so. <laughs> You got actually no, that's not true. I've still been following this Ted Cruz thing pretty hard, but beyond that, that's actually one of the funniest things that I've seen. Yeah, <laughs> today it's 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 not ridiculous because I can understand the outrage for sure. It's just I don't know. It's just, I don't know. We're bored, so it's, I just find it funny. I'm trying to stay away from politics as much as possible. Um, yeah, but Ted Cruz is the worst. Um, yeah, yeah, he's a he's a terrible human being, the worst person. So I, I was fun to see this, and even even lots of um, Republicans and stuff are turning on him. Um, so it's kind of fun the to watch. Lickers are still out there. Though. Yeah, it's still insane because you know if like Obama or anyone did this, they'd be losing it. Like they'd be freaking out, and this fine. It's funny to watch them do the mental gymnastics over there. Like, he's just a senator. What can he do? Just a senator? What? Of your state? What do you mean? He's like a huge political figure and should be yeah, there. The man literally has some of the most power in that state yeah, to get something yeah. done. Oh, man. That's what's so funny. And um, so it made a good point, though, too, because they, they said this is the whole Republican steez is they make – conservatives believe that government has no power or can't do anything so then when they do this they're like oh it's not like you can do anything like you know what i mean it's like no they, they definitely can and will if they're like had their shit together so but they know like there's no way he didn't know he just must be that confident in his power because he has to know he's riding with like normal people that he's going to get called out but he just truly believes it won't have an effect on his political career so it's just bizarre <laughs> Yeah, I think he's just so far up that he knows that nothing bad is going to come of it. Like, he's yeah. not going to get kicked out of his position for doing something like this. No, no one will hold them accountable, so it that is what or it he is. doesn't, he truly doesn't care either. Yeah, I mean, it's probably both, but he knows there'll be no consequences, so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
So that's my rants for that today. But yeah, Valentine's came and went. So did the long weekend. Um, did you see anything out of the blue on Valentine's Day? Because I heard this year, a lot of people were saying there was a lot of boyfriend reveals. And I saw a couple. I didn't think that it was a lot, but I saw quite a few. Like people, boyfriend reveals? Yeah, like revealing that they have a boyfriend. Oh. Yeah, I saw, actually, I saw a couple of those where I didn't even, not necessarily boyfriend even, but both sides. But or yeah, or, or a girlfriend review. Uh, yeah, that some uh, stuff pop up or ones that I thought had broken up um, then in that too. So uh, yeah, there was, there, was a, there was more than I thought. I, I, I don't, I feel like I feel each, this Valentine's was way more in your face and on social media than usual, which I guess Corona is the first Corona Valentine's. But I just feel like there was so much people like talking about it and complaining about it or posting pictures or doing something for it. So it was kind of weird, but yeah. Yeah. I think the pandemic had a huge part to play in this. Cause like you said, last year we didn't have it during Valentine's day. So it, that one was just like a regular one and people were able to get outside and you weren't stuck at home looking through your timeline and seeing what was going on. But this one, you're literally locked inside. you got nowhere else to go, no place to be. Um, so if you were, if you were sitting at home lonely, <laughs> you, you, you go bro, like you could, <laughs> no man, I haven't been good for like the past three weeks, but okay, well, <laughs> you got worked up on Valentine's Day there. But yeah, no, if you were staying at home, like you literally had no other option but to look on your timeline and see all that stuff <laughs> going through. I'm not mad at it. I don't, I don't hate most of significant other. I don't know, is not a big deal. It's fine. I'm totally, it's, it's okay. It's cool. I don't care. Me. Yeah. I, don't know. yeah. <laughs> I mean, some girls uh, shocked me that they had a boyfriend. I didn't know whatsoever. Oh. Um, no, but it's funny though. I wonder if, like, you know, because for Christmas, when you do the whole family gathering thing, I wonder if those lined up. I wonder if anyone called out for, like, hey, your boyfriend on Christmas isn't the same boyfriend that you have on Valentine's Day. Cause that'd be kind of funny if that was the case. Yeah, f- fair enough. Uh, I got, I didn't get any surprise. Some people went way out there with their Valentine's gifts and that too. So I'm like, y'all trying to make me look bad. Actually, I didn't. Do, I, I don't have anything or anyone. But how, still, how just, far could you go in a pandemic? Valentine's hotel rooms and shit like, and all that. Um, that seems very classic. though. doesn't seem too crazy. I, yeah, I guess the, but the rose petal. That's yeah, true. okay. I guess, I, the, the, the rose petal stuff, maybe, but I guess, yeah, no. I, well, I don't know. For I, I guess during a pandemic, though, the last thing I want to do is like, oh, we're gonna shift to another room in the city. Like, you still can't do anything. You're locked up watching Netflix at the end of the day. That's what you've been doing with your partner, anyways. It just seems more pointless this year um, than all other times. So I don't know. People went in. They did all these surprises and stuff. I'm. I'm not in a relationship, so throwing it out there (laughs) on the podcast. (laughs) Wow, you also fucking you threw it out, suing me on podcast clips online. So what? I didn't throw out anything about your your relationship or non relationships on any clips. Uh It's all good. It's all good. Um, But (laughs) (laughs) I saw some people really uh, enjoying their Valentine's. Really happy for them. Speaking of which, I watched uh, Malcolm and Marie. Like you asked. Oh, did you me watch to. it? Yeah. Did we get a review. 
Well, yeah, I thought it was a really good movie, to be honest. Um, I think the second half was a little bit slower than the first. And I thought, I don't know, to me personally, the pacing seemed a little bit weird because, and I'm going to try and do this without spoilers, but it seemed weird to me because, you know, they would argue and then they would stop, but then they would get right back to arguing again. And I don't know, I've, I haven't been in a relationship where I'm arguing with my significant other like that. Like, it's definitely not gotten to a toxic level. Um but it's weird. I don't know. Is that how I'm asking you? Because you probably know this. Oh, percent. Is this how an argument would go? Like, would yeah, I feel oh, like those, after oh. the first after the first round of you just arguing, like that would be enough to just suffice and call it quits. But they kept going at least oh, two, God, three, no. four rounds, and I'm like, is is this what happens? Like, bro, that's why I honestly like I, I like that. I messaged my ex. I was like, yo, you gotta watch this. <laughs> It's it's me, but it's me on both sides, but only the toxic parts and none of the redeemable parts. You know what I mean? Of both characters. So I was like, I can really relate to this. <laughs> but no, 100 percent man. The amount of um the amount of arguments I've had like that and the the like standing, leaving and calm down, like the whole night arguments where it's up and down, and you have these revelations where you can't be with them again and I, for me, it was one of my favorite movies I've watched in years, but that's because it was so, it was so relatable. Yeah. Um, and I think there's this, yeah, once you've like in deep in enough, you know, it comes from being deep and at one point hitting the, hitting a spot where you're like, I'm going to be with this person forever. And then realizing at any point after you can't, that's how you get. I think to the point where they were, you know what I mean? Um, going back and forth and like being so deep and such a roller coaster of an all night argument. Uh, there's been a few different reasons why I've gone through that, but it's definitely on point and um, true, true toxic levels. But it, yeah, I don't, it just <laughs> it hit too close to home. So, what, are you um, saying that it was self sabotage? Like, that's that's why what the mean? argument went that way? It's, no, because, yeah. It's because there's so, there's so much you 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 allow yourself to argue and get that far. Like you said, like normal, like for you seeing it after the first argument, you either be done arguing or done the relationship or whatever. But I think you have to get to a certain depth of a relationship then where then it makes you want to continue. Like it lets you get to the point where you're continuously arguing because you're so so in deep that you don't want to. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Like you're so, you know it's bad and you're just... You're trying to, like, I, it's hard to explain. Like, you're trying to salvage it, but it just keeps turning into arguments. But once you've hit a level of this relationship so serious, I think that's where it allows you to go stay up all night, do the four or five um, separate arguments and start over again and get mad because you're just, you're trying to save it or redeem it. And it, it just it just changes um, for me. Because I've like gotten those, exactly that. Like, only times I'll get in those arguments is if I'm really serious with a girl other times i just i'll literally walk out of the first argument and that too so <laughs> that it, it takes a special that's what makes it so hard is you it's almost <laughs> like the way they clicked even when they were arguing yeah you know i was gonna mean? say like, that's why i really liked the movies because even though they were arguing through all that and getting super deep and like hurting personal. each other's yeah they're very personal and really trying to dig at each other and really hurt each other there was like you could tell there was still that level of they really do like each other. Like they do have love for each other and they, they are in love with each other, but for whatever reason, they just decided to, I don't I don't know. I haven't been that far in, into the relationships, but for every reason um, they were digging that deep. 
And I don't think you're on God. To, but... on, on God, though, like those when a girl can hit all your problematic things and like the um, the psychology behind in that, it's, it's definitely a turn on the way they could, you know, you're like, oh man, this girl is because she even knows all my flaws and the origins of them and all that. So when they're even when they're breaking you down like that, there's something where you're like, all right, damn, this is this is the girl. Yeah, yeah, this, yeah exactly. I mean, no, because like, yeah, I mean, Malcolm or John David Washington, like, yeah, he was doing that. Like, there's parts in the movie where right after she had said some shit about him, he's like, damn, I'm turned on about this. Where you find a woman who just knows and understands you that much. Yeah, and that that allows you to get into it and um some. <clears throat> and I'm like, I'm friends with some of my exes. And I was like, yo, you watch that movie? And we talked about it a bit. And it's just, <laughs> they're like, Jesus, um, that was hard to watch. <laughs> it's a reminder, but yeah, I, I just, it, it, people were giving a shit because it was too toxic, but. I don't even like, think it was, like, it was bad, yes, but I don't think it was that bad. Even though it was definitely like you could feel a little bit of, not cringe, but you could feel the, not third-hand embarrassment. You can feel the tension. There we go. Yeah. You feel some of the intent, the, some of the tension through the screen. But I don't think it was to the level where like, verbally and maybe emotionally, there was a little bit of pushing too far, and you can call it a little bit of abuse. But it wasn't like it was going to get out of hand where he was going like, to yeah. hurt her or anything like that. So, well, and, and it's more than, like, I just read the... Um... Shia LaBeouf and FK Twigs or whatever relationship. Yeah. And that's a full-on abusive relationship. And puts things into perspective. Like, there was, like, toxicity in that movie, but it was real. I don't, like, yeah, that's what, I don't know, it was very relatable, so I really liked it. And I mean, yeah, it was just the reality of relationships. That's what, like, an intense, deep relationship looks like. And I think they both one person wasn't really that much worse than the other they're just different um but i thought it was really interesting yeah i liked, I liked, I liked a lot of the a lot of the scenes and, and how they used them like when she was in the bathtub and that was when she was the most vulnerable but he was spilling out like every dark secret about her and why she wasn't really the character and stuff like that and like he was trying to dig deep to win that mm-hmm. argument like that was i feel like that was a a really good scene on how they built that and like the way they used music within the within the movie was really good too how yeah. like the characters would use music to express how they felt but at the same time too like music was also used to like ease the tension of the arguments or um or shed light on how they were thinking at that moment and stuff like that too so and the soundtrack is just really good in that movie um so yeah if you haven't seen it, i would suggest that you check it out it's a really good movie uh, yeah, I'm gonna watch it a watch. second time. Um, yeah, honestly, I feel like dude, watching it a second time myself too, because I'm sure there's things that I missed on the first one that <laughs> I'd probably pick up on the second one because of a second watch through. Oh, for sure, for sure. But yeah, both of them <laughs> killed their roles. Like Zendaya is a super good actor in this, or sorry, actress yeah. in this. Um, John David Washington, he did a good job as well too. I felt like Zendaya had a better like her acting performance is better than his. Yeah. Not that his was bad, but I just felt like hers was way more believable and relatable um especially that last scene at the end of the movie which I can't spoil here but uh the one where she plays the role if you know what i mean like that scene yeah. was i was like what like i was i started laughing because i'm just like no effing way i was in the same position as john david washington i was like what like there's no way that she actually just went through that whole whole bit just to prove her point. yeah <laughs> yeah that's fair if, but the only thing is hard she was really good at, but i'm so used to seeing her as a teenager um, yeah, you gotta like, break that. <laughs> I, I, I was like, oh my god! I was like, 
what is John David Washington doing? He's yeah, going to yeah. go to jail. <laughs> and then he threw, he threw out her age pretty early, when she was like 25 or something in the movie or whatever. She, so. I think she was 21 in the movie. Oh, she was 20 what? I had 25. So, so like, uh, yeah, she's, how old is she actually though? She was 25 in real life. Uh, I think. That's a, I'd have to look it up. Um, but anyways, yeah, no, I, yeah, I know what you mean, yeah. That was only, yeah, that was the only tough part to get over. Uh, yeah, I liked him. I'm I'm a fan of that guy's acting too. He's good in Black Clansman, Denzel's son and stuff. So it was good. John David Washington, man, you gotta put some respect on his name eventually. It's yeah, John David. <laughs> but yeah, no, she's 24, and yeah, no, I, I feel you because I've known her from the Disney days and stuff too. So in that first, and I haven't seen her in much other than this. Like I've seen her in other movies, but um, not to this level of her doing acting. And yeah. the first few minutes, I was just like, yo, this is kind of weird. Like, I know you from Disney. Why are you getting all freaky and shit? But then as, as, as the movie goes on, you realize, like, she's really she's really into that role. She's really good. Have you seen Euphoria? No. It's, it's really good, too. HBO show. Uh, Drake directs it. Uh, but she's also a junkie in that, so... That's how I like see her. Uh, saw her character in that, but it's like, no, she's older. She's older. It's fine. But that was the only weird part about it. True. Anyways, let's move on to some music. Um, last week, whilst we were recording, it came out a little bit after. Nav came out with a song with uh, Rowdy Rebel called Jesse Owens, who was a famous runner um, for the United States Olympic team, and. Yeah, the song got some got some buzz. It was a pretty. It wasn't like a, it's not it's not like a smash hit, but it got a lot of people talking for a little bit. And I just came on here to say that I'm a huge Nav stand. Like I I know we've talked shit about him in the past a little bit, but we've also given him his props too. And like we're kind of in this weird zone where it's like he's very average, but somehow his music's still kind of good, and we'll listen to it. And of course, he's from. Toronto or close to Toronto, so like we kind of still rock with them in that way. But I'm full on a Nav stand now. Like this has solidified to me that Nav is truly one of the best artists of his generation. Whoa, whoa, easy there. No, I gotta give his props, man. Because it's just no. Go ahead. Well, I was I. You were always more critical of Nav than I was. Um, yeah, because I really didn't like him at first, though. That's why he was. He was corny. Like, like he was still corny to me. That's why you liked his original shit. Because oh yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, that is the true. first, and then he fell off, like or whatever, when he got all those features and that. And I mean, I still liked it more than you did, but I see where you were coming from. Um, with the the next few albums weren't that uh, good, but man, he also kills features though now too like every every time he hops on something i want to i want to hear it um and i think that's where he does some of his best music is where he um jumps on the features and that um and and does well so that's also how he's kept my interest in fandom and the fact that for a while when i when he wasn't hitting i was still like all these artists want to work with them which i cannot understand yeah like, that was the weird he, he's the man right now like he's the almost like nate dog if everyone gets him to hop on a truth i was this brown boy from brampton <laughs> all the gangsters like everyone not only do they they um get him to hop on music he they 
you can tell by the way that they, they talk about him that they respect him, which is, you know what I mean? Like, they were, like, even Roddy was like, when he's, you can see on the energy, like, he was happy to have Nav, Nav on the track. And yeah. Like, this this is kind of weird. The, the song slaps, though. But yeah, he, he seems to be liked by everyone. But if I listen to his lyrics, you'd be like, oh man, this is your nerdy friend who doesn't get any girls that he's cool and stuff but he's weird he's the type of being at a party playing like wow and everyone else is just hanging out there so um but yeah respect i don't know he he does it people seem to like him he makes good music and he kills features that's a that's a great comparison but yeah there's two things that nav doesn't get enough credit for one is the fact that um <clears throat> he got pressed for using the n-word and then decided to actually stop and I feel like that's something that needs to be not praised or like heralded more, but um, definitely needs to be recognized more. Because I know a lot of artists in that same situation where if you point something out to them, and we're going to get to someone soon who doesn't who doesn't take this route. Um, but there's a lot of artists out there where if you point something out to them, they're not going to take your advice, advice because they think that you're just either one, clout shaming, or two, you're just a hater, and they decide not to do it. So shout out to him for actually being like, hey, you know what, I'm going to change how I rap and I'm not going to use the word anymore. I would like to see... He could he could have got away with it. He could have kept using it, but he decided not to. Yeah, I would, I'd like to see him start using it again. <laughs> um, it can't possibly... His, his best music was when he was using it, like his early nap. Maybe that's the secret recipe is some brown boy N-words. Um, I don't know. For where I grew up, like I'm just... I never really think of it a big deal, but I know Americans don't really understand it, so I get why he stopped. I He, he could... I mean, yeah, it's good that he did it, but it's also best for his career if he wants to see, like, long-term international success. So I'm not going to give him, like, the... I don't know. I think he, I think he could have got away with it and no one would have said anything, to be honest. I, I mean, he could have got away with it, but it wouldn't do any damage to... You know what I mean? Like, it might have stopped some fans or whatever people working with him. So why, why risk it, though? Um... Uh, I know what you're saying, but yeah, I, I get where you're coming from. But beyond that, there's tons of rappers who get away with it, like Six Nine being one of them. He literally drops it, and no one says anything about it. And this was also when they pressed him about it. It was very early on in the whole cancel culture type landscape that we were moving through. So that's what I'm saying. I don't think it's something that he had to do, but he chose to do it, and he need like I don't think he needs more respect, but it's something that's respectable. Um, and then two, the second thing that I think that he doesn't get enough credit for is his street credit and his acceptance in the game. Like, like you were saying earlier, literally no one dislikes this guy. Like, and, and it's funny to me because a lot of his songs talks about him having ops and people being against him. But when you, when you look at him in the industry, no one really hates him. He, he rocks with everyone and literally everyone who has street credit in the game wants to work with this guy or has worked with this guy. So, yeah. But it's just shocking to me, but you don't get that. And the thing is though, there's some, a lot of artists you see, like they work with them because they know to benefit them or whatever. But for some reason, the way everyone talks about him, when you see them interact with them, it seems um, that they genuinely like and respect him. Like Travis Scott had him on his music when Nav wasn't even big yet and put him on one of the biggest songs um, as well. And just, yeah, this, the way people talk about him, it seems um, like they really respect him and what he does and his his music ability i think is with the producing and doing hooks in that too uh so yeah it's he's honestly one of the most popular well like guys in all the game i have don't see many people talk shit about him so you have to to truly truly believe uh that 
yeah, he's a likable guy and everything. Just seems super genuine. So I'm, I'm interested though. I want just from what you get from his early lyrics and they didn't want me. Now they want me and I'm getting lame top and Toys R Us block and all these things he kind <laughs> of says and he had, him ha- him having a bowl cut essentially the classic indian boy what look as well i thought he'd get roasted for but nah everyone fucks with them um and he has a lot of his, his tweets are so funny because they're self-aware but also super lame and cliche like the live love laugh of self-despair yeah. essentially so it, it, it's interesting he's like oh that's yeah he seems self-aware but he's still so corny um but yeah i've been rocking with nav heavy and i always put him on to people when they haven't heard him yeah someone else who's corny and losing a lot of respect in the game um meek he came out recently with um, not a beef, but he had a video of him and Takashi Six Nine arguing in an underground parking lot um, outside of a Miami club, which I mean got a lot of people talking for a little bit. Um, but it was it was stupid because one, the whole thing was pretty much staged, uh, and two, the security guards that were there, like nothing was going to happen. So I know there is this huge wave of people clowning, trying to clown Meek right now. And saying, yeah. oh yeah, like he he's pussy for not trying to fight. Well, for one, he's he's been in the judicial system where he's not trying to go back into you. And then for two, you have a guy like Sakashi Six Nine who's also not about any of that street tough stuff. So both of them just being in that situation, like nothing was ever going to go down. I don't know why people expected for something that even happened in that situation, especially when there's a bunch of bodyguards uh, surrounding both of them. And then on top of that, he got into some more issues yesterday uh, where a leaked song with him and little baby came out and he had a bar about Kobe Bryant, which reads, and if I ever lack, I'm going out with my chopper. It'd be another Kobe which he says on the song. And now people have said that the bar is a little bit crossing too, too many lines. It's going too far. It's too soon for something like that. Um, which he responded to because he got a lot of backlash on the internet and people were roasting him for it. Uh, he went on and tweeted, somebody promotes a narrative and y'all follow it. Y'all internet antics cannot stop me. Shit like Zombieland or something, LOL. And then he added, it's almost like mind control. Jeez. So, I, I never, yeah, go ahead. I hate this newfound. It's cancel culture. Like people are impossible to ever take uh, responsibility or just apologize anymore. It's it's always cancel culture. The internet's going against them, and sometimes people are just right. Like you shouldn't do things, and you hardly see any of those people take responsibility. Just like yeah, my bad. It was a leaked song. I wasn't even going to say it, and that. I mean, I for me, I don't personally care um about it but i yeah meek's just corny and it seems like his defense and him defending things he do he does just dig, he like digs his heels in more and looks worse pretty often it seems like a common um thing to happen with this man yeah i agree and i think the bar itself is really dope like it's a cool bar but the problem with the way that it's the way that's being perceived right now is the fact that, you know, Kobe passed away just a year ago. Um, this comes out not even too long after his, his anniversary and the death of, of him. And, you know, it's all right to just be like, Hey, you know what? I made, made this bar. I understand that at this point in time, it's not, 
it's not the best time for me to have something like that in a song. And you can just literally apologize and say like, yo, I didn't mean for it to come off that way or uh, I won't be putting the song out or I won't be putting that line in the song out and just like admitting that you made a mistake. Because yeah, like you said, sometimes you make a mistake and you are wrong and people on the internet are right. I know a lot of times cancel culture can be seen as toxic because they're trying to do anything, but they never really actually canceled anyone. And a lot of it's just for the benefit or for, sorry, for the betterment of not only you, but just for society in itself. Like, yeah, you, yeah, a lot of people maybe shouldn't be offended, but I mean, a lot of people also had attachments to Kobe. Um, his family's also going to be people who hear this song as well too. Um, people close to him are going to be people that hear this song. So it's just uh, it's just a bad look at this point in time, and he could have just easily said that he made a mistake and messed up in, in this in this situation. Like, there's nothing, there's no like, no one forced him to make the bar. So that's where his whole argument about someone makes a narrative online and you guys all follow it like it's mind control is a stupid point to be made because we didn't force you to make the bar. Like you made the bar and it was an insensitive uh, and disrespectful bar. And then we were telling you that it is, and you're going to tell us that we're being mind controlled by a narrative. It's like, no, like we didn't create the narrative. The narrative is just, this is the facts. Like these are the statements that we're telling you. So it's a stupid argument for him to make. Um, and like you said, Meek digs himself into a hole constantly. Like his Career has been such a roller coaster. It's been a whole bunch of ups and downs. He literally started off on a really good foot. When he came into the game, everyone loved him. Everyone liked the music he was doing. His first album was perceived very well. His second album was even better. And people were were call, not calling him like the next Tupac or anything like that. But he was on the rise to being a huge artist off of his second off his second album until he decided to open his mouth and talk shit about Drake. And then we all know what happened with that. Um, and even that situation where it seemed like his career was done, like, I don't think anyone thought he was going to recover after the Drake situation because of how poorly he handled it. He managed to go to jail, come out of jail, um, have a whole different insight, and then start a new trajectory on being like this enlightened person who's gone through these troubles and has made it out and is putting out some of the best music that he's ever put out in his career. So he had the trajectory of going back up, and now it seems like he's digging himself another hole into his career by being too cocky and uh, not admitting his faults when, when he's wrong, which is a bad look, and it's going to end up poorly if he doesn't decide to change and go back to what he was doing beforehand. Yeah. No, I agree. For the most part, it's, yeah, it's weird to see all the <clears throat> different uh, phases he's gone through in his career and how people feel towards him. And I, I always feel like he's always kind of a lame, like, dude, you're old now. Uh, why are you getting beefs like this and just saying the things he says? Uh, yeah, the like attention seeking stupid. Yeah, I like his music and all that, but he's super corny. <laughs> at times too it is what it is i don't i don't really have more to add to what you said i i agree uh, i mean yeah like i'll always check for his music and if he has a good feature or anything like that but he seems kind of lame at times and stuff too but Nat wasn't wasn't nab one of the first people to work with meek when he got out too though like and it seemed like meek was uh yeah they had a song together and you actually seem to genuinely like him in that too. So that's just to add on to that. Yeah, they had, they had uh, one of the biggest songs. Yeah, one of the, on the album. And you could tell like Meek was actually rocking with him with his tweets and advertising the song and stuff. So it was pretty funny. Um, yeah, Tap was, yeah, was literally one of the biggest songs. Yeah, Tap, yeah. Was, and that, I think Dav outshined him on that with just with the hook and that. Um, 
on that song for me personally. So it, uh, yeah. But yeah, I mean, it is what it is. We'll see where, where he goes from this. I just think his whole attention seeking with the Takashi 69 thing and now this defense of a bar that's very insensitive. Uh, just not a good look for him and his career going forward. But under last pretty much stories, I'm gonna we're gonna wrap up this podcast. Uh, I think well tonight's gonna be super toxic um, on Twitter. Uh, I wonder if you're gonna tune in for this, but the Nets versus Lakers goes on tonight. Um, oh, do you have any predictions? You think I like? I think I think it's not gonna be as bad because Anthony Davis isn't playing. And neither is uh, Kevin Durant, but I feel like if the Lakers win, there's going to be a whole bunch of like LeBron fans clamoring his praises, and that's going to upset the people who don't like LeBron. But then if the Nets win, Lakers fans are going to pretty much do the exact opposite and, and flip flop. But it should be an interesting, interesting matchup tonight. Yeah, no, I definitely. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch, uh, and there'll be. There'll be people arguing over for sure, especially if LeBron wins. Um, and that, but deep down, we both know these regular season games don't matter. Yeah, anything. they're all pointless, but it's um, they're fun to watch. Narratives and yeah. shit. Uh, just the Miami Golden State game was good yesterday too, uh, and that just funny to watch people flip flop on all of this. NBA, NBA is next level dramatic. Same with their fans <laughs> and everything. Like the narrative switches so quickly the, with every player. The turn of a heel is how fast. The WWE changed. levels. Like it's my mom's soap operas at 1 p.m. in the afternoon, levels of drama and people taking sides and flipping out about certain things. And everyone, some, someone else has fallen off every week and then they're back. And then yeah. the MVP candidates, they're back. And their super teams are now they need to add one more piece. It's just, it's, it, I mean, I'm here for it. I, I'm a big part of it. Um, I'm always in the, the narrative and those things like that. But at least I step back sometimes and I'm, this is ridiculous. Whereas some people become so wrapped in up into it and the fandom. I, you know what changes it though is because it's like football and other sports, people are always fans of the team. But basketball is the, the most driven by individual players, yeah. players. And then it just makes for a very unique dynamic, which I honestly am a fan of. Like it's, it's more than just the game. Like Sunday football, you log out and you don't think about it really for six more days. Whereas basketball, <laughs> there's just something going on um, all the time. So I'm, I'm here for it, but I also, I'm going to watch the game tonight and I've been prepping for it for a couple of days, but I also know what it is, what it is. It doesn't matter but I'm here to throw shit at the wall with everyone else on Twitter. Yeah, and the Raptors play as well, too. They just beat the Bucks two days ago or yesterday, I think, um, which is hilarious to me because Bucks Twitter goes absolutely bonkers whenever whenever they lose to the Raptors. Yeah. It's it's one of the funniest pastimes I have on Twitter is just reading Bucks Twitter go nuts about losing to the Raptors and how oh, much yeah. they hate Budenholzer and how much they need to trade this player. Um, and people, and people memeing, people memeing Bucks Twitter. Cause there's a dude who is saying, Oh, I'm done with this team. We need to trade Giannis and Chris, but they spelled, Jesus. they spelled, they spelled Giannis with a J is like a joke. So it's like J A N I S and yeah. Chris with a C-H instead of his K-R, or sorry, instead of his K-H-R-S. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, I've been a Bucks fan forever, and now I'm, I'm, I'm done with this team and shit like that. So it's just funny how people meme them as well, too. So that's going to be funny. I, I don't think the Raptors are going to win. Um, Who are they playing? They're playing the Bucks again. 
again. Yeah. Back to back. Yeah, the thinking Why are you one shocked is gonna... by that? <laughs> That's been the I, whole season. Like I know. Literally I, teams are facing each other like back to back nights. I, I mean again you say. Um, but yeah, no, it's so far. the Bucks fans so I, I rightfully so though, listening to Raptors for three years saying they're gonna get you gonna get him anyway, so that's also part of the reason why they're super salty. Yeah, when for, sure, talk about for sure. Getting your star player and he's going to leave because Milwaukee's a shithole, which I still stand by and it's true. Um, but yeah, so that's, I understand where their, their hate comes from, but it is definitely funny to watch. And it was the opposite way around. I laughed too. So it's good though. It's good for the game. Yeah. The last thing I want to close it up with is Draymond Green, mark my words, is going to be a Lakers player. Why? Before his career ends. He's going to play with LeBron James. You think so? Yes. The way this man goes on Twitter to talk about LeBron is so indicative of why he wants to play with him. Like, I can see him... Well, part of the reason why I have this belief is because I think it was two weeks ago, Draymond... Or maybe... No, not two weeks. That's probably a week. You're talking about just a couple days ago where he went on his rant? No, 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 no. The one where he put up the shot at the end of the game instead of giving it to oh, Steph Curry. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so he had that shot, and I know Draymond. Like, he's a smart dude. Like, I don't see him just being like – like, his his answer was basically saying that, hey, it was a smart move for the fact that um, – I, I think he was trying to say that if he got it – no, he was trying no, to draw a foul. He was trying to draw a foul. He thought he was going to get fouled. He yeah. thought he was going to get fouled, and he would have gone to the line. Draymond's on a good – free throw shooter though so i don't see where his logic came of hey it was a good move and even if and and on top of that he's a smart dude he knows at the end of the game the, their refs are the least likely to call foul at the end of the game because they never want to ruin it um by making yeah, but they said they, by they, making they, they were trying to foul they were trying to foul like the the plan if draymond got it they were going to try and foul um, the coach told them to, and then he, the whoever was oh. che- whoever was checking him didn't do it because he could see kind of see that coming. Apparently, there's no way. Okay, there's no way that Draymond even still, even if they are, are trying to say Draymond threw a game. No, okay, I'm not saying he. Th- I'm not saying he threw that game. Well, I am saying he threw that. Game. You yes, are yes. saying he threw that game. That is what no, I'm he's way too competitive. Is- even <laughs> even if he wants to go to LA, there's no way, dude. I don't. Like, I'm not saying. Okay, I'm not saying he's gonna make the move now. I don't think he's upset with his team now. But down the line, I can see Draymond making the switch to be, I want to play with LeBron James. You're right. I think these are planting seeds right now, and eventually he's going to make that switch. Curry's three years younger than LeBron. So, like, what's the – why would you want to go with, like, an aging guy when Curry's game's going to age like wine, Because he loves LeBron. Yeah, but – and I don't think so. I mean, the only – I could see it just because they're all with clutch. Like, he loves LeBron and what's his face That, too. That also helps my point. But – I mean, it, it, it all depends. Maybe the fucking because LeBron's gonna start needing gonna need to be like the third guy, third or fourth guy in a couple of years. Although I shouldn't doubt LeBron, um, I could maybe see that happening. But I think Draymond really, but he has his legacy so much in Golden State and stuff too. But we'll see. Yeah, we were just talking about how it's a player-driven league, and players are the ones who who. Uh, at this point, yeah. seemed to run the league. So, 
He's already going to get a statue out in Golden State. Yeah, and he can still get that and still become a Laker too. <laughs> no, no statue becomes yeah. a Laker. <laughs> no one's no one's ruining that. Yeah, uh, but yeah, that'll pretty much do it for episode seventy nine of the Pop Culture Podcast. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, as I'm never well, recording from inside a bed again. <laughs> I'm, I'm do you want to elaborate on that? <laughs> I bet while while we're recording, a bed podcast isn't good. All right. <laughs> <laughs> as always guys if you could give us a huge hand and help us out uh whatever platform you're listening to this on you can give us a like rate review subscribe uh and follow that would really help us out um yeah that'll pretty much do it for this episode is there anything okay. else you want to close out with gabe everyone thinks you use only fans a lot you're sex crazed animal <laughs> no on one thinks fans. no one thinks that. lots of people ask me like papa because they just hear the clip and they like think i'm being serious and I'm not going to correct him. Like, yeah, he's just yeah, he's, yeah. You, you, you are that person. I was going to say because I saw the yeah. post. I saw the post that you put up. I'm like, yo, this motherfucker's not even going to say that. I'm not even really on there. He's going to try to make me look bad. So I'm like, whatever. Yeah, I no, do it to you too, though. So I don't really care. Yeah, but. yeah, exactly. Like after that one from last week, I, I had to. And then people were like, yo, he really likes OnlyFans. Like, I am addicted. Yo, can't he really stop. likes OnlyFans. Like, yeah, that. he loves webcam girls. He can't. Like, I've almost had to get like interventions. Calls mom in. Like. He says his dick is bleeding all the time. He just can't stop, though. So, Man, honestly, if you were paying for that shit, like, OnlyFans is probably the worst spot. Uh, like, the only upside it is is the fact that you can follow the girls that you want to follow. Other than that, it's trash. Like, it wouldn't be worth it. Anymore. Yeah, you you know better campsites. <laughs> Who else but you? Okay, good night. I've got to go sleep. All right, back to bed. We'll see you guys next week. <laughs> Peace. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.